Hello, hello there. This is Stan Janowski, also known as Victor Crumb, and you are listening to Paging Mr. Potter. <laughs> Mr. Potter. Harry Potter is a book. We will read it page by page. Come and join us if you dare. Wait, this one is yeah. actually such a high degree of difficulty to pull off. <laughs> ba, 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 ba. Okay. Um, Dude, wait, just props for even trying, brother. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Thanks, bro. All right. Felix Felicus a potion make them boys go loco. Wow, doubling up with Fergie. Two weeks in a row. Coming off the black eyed peas enough. Yeah, fuck. What are we meant to do with that, man? I don't know if I don't know if we could talk about Fergie or the black eyed peas anymore. We really exhausted that last week. Uh, did you hear how clever that was? I put Felix Felicus. Felix Felicus. Yeah, I don't know what that is. It's a lucky potion, and I put it into Fergalicious. Mm. That's awesome. You know what song's good? Um, Big Girls Don't Cry. That's a good song. La, 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 la. I think all her songs were mad. <laughs> yeah, okay. I can only attest to Big Girls Don't Cry, but I'm, I'll take your word for it. Um, Fergalicious, yeah. It was funny actually during the week we I think we posted something about the black eyed peas and said uh, we spoke about the black eyed peas a lot on this on this episode and one of the potophiles replied to that story on Instagram and said oh good thanks for the heads up so I, I know not to listen to this episode <laughs> so we can uh, not only are the black eyed peas just a shit like act but what uh, we said about what? them was outrageous and I don't even like remember. I've been second guessing it all week long I cannot believe Rudin that we're right back where we started last what? week. I wanted to go a bit deeper into it because I, f- I was listening back. Do you have any pod. more world bar stories you wanted to share? <laughs> no, I didn't have any more world bar stories. I thought we agreed not to talk about that again. Um, yeah. No, but I thought last week we sort of touched on it a few times. Andrew mentioned the Duchess of York. We talked about tattoos. Yeah. So, we've got all these other extra... Um, don't like forget I'd Johnny Appleseed. Johnny Appleseed. Yeah, I, I mean, if you want the overview, then you go to page 129 of Harry Potter. But if you want the more mm. in-depth look at Fergie <laughs> specifically, then you go to page 130, and that's where you'll find a lot yeah. of the key... If last week just wet your appetite, yeah, then this is the, the week salient for you. Details, all the juicy stuff is really on page 130. Page one yeah. Fergie. <laughs> it's good. It's clever. <laughs> It's smart. <laughs> page one, Fergie. Jesus Christ. What do you got for us? On page one, Fergie, I was thinking maybe we could... <laughs> page one, Fergie. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, page one, Spurgie. Cut that out. <laughs> I thought we out. were getting retarded last week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I think this might... Like, what I'm about to serve up might be just this complete shittest thing I've ever served up on the pod but oh no it couldn't be there's, there's too much that. No, no, I no, just no, don't no. think that's possible bar's pretty sorry low. sorry yeah but that bar, yeah. bar's too low for that but I was thinking maybe we could do like a bit of a um, put together your ultimate black eyed peas team by you sort of doing a showdown of what? the black eyed peas members so for example we have taboo <laughs> against tattoo the Russian lesbian pop duo 
Who, mm-hmm. who are you taking onto... There have been so many, you know, well, anyway, shifts. Sorry, you're going to need to explain the premise a bit more. I still have no idea what you're talking about. I, well, what's the, what are we doing? All I wrote down in my notes was <laughs> tattoo versus taboo. Okay. okay. And so I'm putting that out there. And then I also wrote Will I Am versus William Shatner. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we're we're supposed to imagine there's four vacant spots in the Black Eyed Peas. We're big time record producers. Mm -hmm. We've got to sell units and we've got to make Mm -hmm. music that really, really matters. So you're saying, okay, well, what about if we reconsider Will I Am and think about aging former Star Trek (laughs) um, actor William Shatner? I think he must be in his 90s now. Yeah, he'd be pushing, yeah. (laughs) Is he? And what is this? Is this a fight? Is that what we're doing? Is it who would win in a fight or what? <laughs> no, it's like I don't understand. It's like I don't we, understand. If you were to reform the Black Eyed Peas, like they're always shuffling their lineup. You know, who we're settling <laughs> on a, a final Black Eyed Peas lineup? Yeah, Fergie, she's in, she's also out. Also, it's to be also it's to be a to be a recording artist. Do you mean? Yeah, we're, we're putting together. Oh. It's, it's like it's like it's like Black Eyed Peas fantasy football, but it's so just... so you're asking whether I would rather have Apple. Diap, whatever his name is, who is a famous Grammy Award winning, I think, musician. Yeah. Or Johnny Fe- Appleseed in <laughs> in the band. Is that what you're asking me? Because I'm going to go with Apple Diap, if that's all right. Okay. That one's If it pleases the court, I'll be going with Apple Diap, or whatever his name is. What about Shatner vs. Am? Hmm. I'm tempted by Will I Am. Have you guys heard the William Shatner version of Elton John's Rocket Man? It's no, one have, of the funniest things I've ever <laughs> fucking heard. And it might be worth just chucking in briefly. Yeah, drop here. it in. Why not? And I think it's going to be a long, long time. The touchdown brings me back again to find I'm not the man they think I am back home. Oh, no, no, no. I'm a rocket man. Rocket man. Burning out his fumes out here alone. Why? Why would he do that? I don't. I'm. I, so you're saying I could have day, him, or will I am the actual like fame? One of the most <laughs> successful kind of recording artists of all time. Is that is that the choice I've got here? Yeah, but don't, don't forget that William Shatner, um, how good he was in Miss Congeniality and Miss Congeniality Two. Don't I don't know I don't know about that. Take I'm, your word for that. I think I have seen <laughs> yeah, come it on. many you years ago. Seen, I reckon I've seen that movie nine times. What is it? Who's he in that movie? He is, he is one of the police officers. No, he's the judge. So he's the judge of the corrupt dance competition that Sandra Bullock has been employed to go in undercover and dress. Sandra Bullock's a tomboy in uh, in Miss Congeniality. So the fact that she's actually going into Miss America as a as okay, supermodel is laughable. I'm so sorry so, that I asked. And, and so, so Sandra Bullock uh, has to befriend a number of the models and try to infiltrate the competition <laughs> to try to find out um, who is actually trying because there's been a death threat, a bomb threat that Sandra Bullock has to try and solve. So, William Shatner is the judge in that. If you could just let me know when you're finished, I'll... The thing is, Rudin, Miss Congeniality, one of the great fish-out-of-water stories. Mm -hmm. So, Mm. if there is a lesson to be learnt from that movie, it's that we should put in a William Shatner, you know, throw him in the deep end. People won't be expecting it, but he might just pull it off. Yeah, he might just... the moral of the I story. I have to say, I have to say, Red, and I did doubt that this was the worst thing you've ever brought to the pod, <laughs> but I, I think we might actually have... You might have been onto something there because I don't know, I don't even know what we're talking about. We're saying, 
<laughs> if we use the movie Miss Congeniality as a kind of, uh, y- you know, a, a parable, um, then we should put William Shatner into the Black Eyed Peas <laughs> in this sort of... What did you say? It was like a super coach version a fantasy, of... Like a football, fantasy football. Oh, my apologies. Yeah. Um, what a fucking truly confusing <laughs> start to this podcast. Even by our standards. That's that was, rocked me, that. that. Was crazy. Um, so, I don't well, even know. Are we going to just leave it as is, Rina, or are we going to try and shake we up the We can pivot out to it. What we can also do is, is just pretend that none of that ever happened. <laughs> That'd be Works for the best. Me. Um, I won't have remembered that next week, so that's good. Actually, you know what? Speaking of not remembering anything we talk about in this pod, I was doing a um, I was doing like a trivia game over over Zoom the other night, um, to you know just pass the fucking time in this um, perennial lockdown, and uh, there was a, there was a question which I'm very interested to know if you guys get it because I did not get it. Uh, what is what is the train station with the famous platform nine and three quarters that Harry has to go to? London. Do you guys know? London Central. Um, no idea. Because <laughs> we have been talking about... Uh, let, let, let's we forget. We have been talking about Harry Potter for the last three years <laughs> of our life. Every single week. London. But in our defense, we haven't spoke... Even though we're only 30 or 40 pages past that, that's a, almost a full year. Y- yes, but we did talk about it for like probably a couple of months of our life. Mm-hmm, 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 anyway, mm-hmm. the answer is King's Cross Station. Oh. Oh, see, that would have been a great link last week when we were talking about King's Cross. If we oh, had yeah. even <laughs> any, any Potter knowledge whatsoever, this podcast would be fucking way smoother. Oh, way it'd be crisper. so good. Would make sense for one. Um, mm-hmm. Well, that's a shame. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, I didn't know that. So there we go. We've all learned something this week. All the po- I mean, all the Potter files know that. Most of the people that listen to this podcast like Harry Potter, so they all knew that. But um, we didn't. Well, seeing as we're speaking about things that we've uh, already spoken about and kind of covered off, I thought I might reopening old wounds. Yeah, reopening old (laughs) wounds. Um, I thought I'd bring up Frenchie again, who I know we spoke about for a very long time a little while ago. No, Frenchie's back. Frenchie's back. We're going to be talking about Frenchie. Uh, This was a couple of weeks ago. I think we were discussing. At length, um, just the the kind of middling um, dog shit YouTube uh, comedians that 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 from Australia, Frenchie obviously being their kind of um, most famous example. <laughs> anyway, one of the potophiles uh, did get in touch during the week. This is potophile. I have to admit, I don't know how to say her name. It's spelled K A T I A. How would you say that? Katia. 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 Please write in Katia. if you said that wrong. Potiphar K got in touch and um, she she sent me these videos of her at an open mic night where Frenchie was performing and she was sitting in the front row and got absolutely roasted by Frenchie. What? Um, no. I know. So, uh, she sent the videos and, and so essentially she he, he made fun of her. She's from Kazakhstan and so he made fun of her for being from Kazakhstan. Uh, oh, wait, can I, wait, can I Can I guess, can I guess, can I guess? Can we play like Frenchie yeah. bingo or whatever? Yeah, okay, what was his joke? <laughs> I think, because he is the most obvious fucking yep. like comedian. There's Lizard no, brain cunt. It's like yeah. first first thought, best thought with him. You know, there's no sort of like yeah, yeah. first thought, throw it out, then think of the next one. He's he one of the first gone. lizard brained and lizard faced <laughs> people. But <laughs> <laughs> He's gone, I will... Chew my own dick off if he doesn't do a Borat impression in the ding, next. Ding ding ding! <laughs> yeah, yep, it was very Borat related, of course. 
Um, he made an, uh, he made a hilarious point about how that was the only documentary he'd seen about Kazakhstan. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, just funny stuff. Uh, I thought I'd you know let you know because as we, as I said to her, you know. Obviously, we make fun of the potophiles, but it is not yes. okay for other people to be making fun of the potophiles. These are these are our friends. These are our fans, and I won't stand for it. Let alone from Frenchie. So. No, we will set upon the whole force of the potophile ring upon Frenchie. Yeah, exactly. Raining down hell. Hell hath no fury like a potophile scorned. I think That's we right. should impose uh, some PMP sanctions upon the nation of France. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Dumble don't eat any escargot this week. Dumble no, don't buy a <laughs> No um, red wine, I Dumble reckon. Dumble don't watch the movie Moulin Rouge, or I'll be very upset. No way. <laughs> Although the- <laughs> France is very um, much Dumble- in our bad books. Dumble don't have any menage a trois. <laughs> no, no way. <laughs> Which I think was a Dumble do or Dumble don't for some reason not too many really? months ago. I'm not entirely sure why, but I would like to reinstate that rule. Um, I mean, I would say just just in Frenchie's defence, like you know, with his with his kind of caustic wit and. Cutting powers of observation. You really are taking your own your life into your own hands by sitting in the front row at a Frenchie gig. So I guess one other Dumbledo is if you are going to see that 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 brilliant, you know, the the mind that never ceases, uh, Frenchie. Please don't sit in the front row because you, you know it's 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 it is ultimately oh, a yeah. risk. You may as well paint a giant target on your face, like exactly. You're like I'm you know ethnic. Also, oh, also Dumbledo, don't be <laughs> ethnic at a Frenchie concert. No way. Important. No way. Important. Um, you know who else? Not really, a, not really a direct line. But I, when I was thinking of kind of um, just like average Australian comedians, do you know who I hadn't thought of in a long time? Mick Malloy. Remember Mick Malloy? That oh, is so yeah, weird yeah, because yeah. I randomly, for whatever God knows what reason, watched Crackerjack the other day. Does this hold up? Because I used to love that movie. It was yeah, it's a it's a good movie. It's got a lot of charm. I like his non-acting. He's just kind of he's not present actor, the entire time. <laughs> How um, old is Mick Malloy as well? Mick That's Malloy the other very hard to is guess. Fifty five. Is he actually? Yeah. Did you just look that up? I know that's the kind of knowledge I just have top of mind constantly. <laughs> is that his actual name? That is. That is. I, I had to I had to search Mick Malloy because I couldn't exactly remember who he was. I couldn't um, tell if he was 20 or 60 in that movie. So. <laughs> Mick Malloy has a head that looks like... Um, have you ever seen... You know at Harris Farm, they've got like the imperfect produce file? <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a... The odd bunch. His head looks like a potato from... <laughs> he got a good discount on that, on that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, you're, you're not paying retail for that. <laughs> the kind anyway, of onion that's... you find at the bottom of the bag. <laughs> Poor old Mick. Anyway, but he must have, if he was only 55 then, he must have been, what, in his 20s back then? 30s must have been, but still, yeah. he good always 20 felt years like old. about 50. Like, I don't know. Anyway, whatever. What's he up to these days, Rin? Why do you have that <laughs> right at the top of your mind? No, I didn't. I had to Google him oh, uh, right, as guessing. soon as you said his name because <laughs> I wasn't quite sure. I had an, a vague idea of who he was. I think he does actually a lot of um, AFL football media still. I think... Um, in the AFL media world, Mick Malloy is still cutting-edge comedy. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, right. That feels about right. <laughs> We've just moved out of the Sam Newman era and into the um, Malloy <laughs> age. Ah, Sam Newman. We love him. The reign of Malloy has um, well and truly <laughs> begun. 
Ah, oh. oh, well. Um, should we introduce the pod? I don't know. What do you think? Um, yeah, I guess we could. It's Paging Mr. Potter. Hey, we're no experts on Harry Potter, but we're experts on um, various other things such as NRL. And I do have a little bit of NRL news before we wait into the page this week. Um, is that exciting. a good enough introduction? That should give you pretty much the yeah, overview. Yeah, that was great. Just, I mean, obviously... Let everyone know that this is page one Fergie as well. Um, but I think we already yeah. cu- we might have touched that already. We'll be celebrating that this week. Um, NRL news. I've kind of, I have to admit, um, lost interest in the sport uh, because my beloved Dragons have <laughs> completely shat the bed. I think they've now lost eight in a row. I don't think so they've won good. since our last NRL news. When the Dragons no, escaped not. the biosecurity bubble. That's um, right. Well, yeah. I actually don't have any. Uh, they're not news stories, but they're little updates. And there's two oh, two good. big updates that I want to bring you this week. The first is um, it's a guy we've mentioned a little bit, uh, and a penis we've mentioned a whole lot. I'm talking, <laughs> of course, about Adam Elliott and Adam oh, Elliott's penis, respectively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the hog that won't quit. <laughs> it yeah. will not quit. It shows no signs of abating, really. <laughs> no, he's relentless. <laughs> so, um. Adam Elliott, he's well known as a bit of a party boy. He's got a giant hog that we've discussed at length. <laughs> yeah. We've discussed yeah, yeah, the yeah. length and we've discussed it at length. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it seems to, if I could borrow a phrase, rear its ugly head. <laughs> 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 Yuck. I'm not trying to be this disgusting. It just seems to be coming out that way. That's what he said. Well, <laughs> that was his defense. Oh, God. Well, he's well known for, I think, maybe at the start of the season, or maybe this was last year, he cucked uh, teammate Michael Leacher. <laughs> yeah. And this at week, his house, I think. This week, he's um, been involved in what's been described as a toilet tryst. Disgusting <laughs> with NRLW star Millie Boyle. Um, yeah. One thing that was disturbing me a little bit about this story was the sort of media narrative surrounding it, um, which was all about Adam Elliott uh, and his drinking problems. And if he only, you know, gave up the drink, um, he'd be a much better player and avoid all these controversies. Mm. Um, and there's, there was one story in particular that I've got here from the Sydney Morning Herald. It says, Canterbury's major sponsor, so he plays for Canterbury, Canterbury's major sponsor, Beer Baron Arthur Laundy, <laughs> believes Adam <laughs> Elliott deserves one last chance at the club, but says he must swear off alcohol. That's Craig Laundy, right? It's his family, isn't it? Yeah. Craig Laundy, so the old Liberal Party MP. Is Beer Baron a, a, an official title? <laughs> I think the they might have copied that from The Simpsons. Um, <laughs> but how fucking good is that? So the beer baron Arthur Laundy's had enough with Adam Elliott's <laughs> drinking. Well, that is about too rich for my blood. <laughs> but I bring this up only to suggest that maybe Adam Elliott's problems have a lot more to do with getting his penis out all the time <laughs> rather than yeah. having the occasional beer. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I thought he wasn't drinking as well. I thought after the whole thing where he did cuck his um, <laughs> what was teammate. Can you, sorry, can you uh, freshen my memory about the cucking? So essentially, I know this is a topic you're obsessed with, Reid, and so I, I, I would have thought you'd be across it. But I mean, I think a couple of years before that, he also got in trouble on Mad Monday for getting completely butt naked and then um, swinging his dick around like a kind of like a hose almost. It was it was large, um, but in public view. Uh, so that did make the news and he got in a little bit of trouble for that. Uh, but anyway, last, I think it was the beginning of this year, maybe it was a, uh, I think Michael Leacher was 
it was, I think it was his fiance. I could be wrong, but I think it was his fiance. And Adam Elliott was over there. They're all drinking. And then I think Michael went to bed from memory. And then he got up a little bit later and found Adam and his um, wife-to-be uh, passionately making out. <laughs> oh, no. And then apparently Michael Leisure went completely mental. Of course. As you would. And started like throwing things. And um, then the police were called because he went psycho. And I, anyway, I don't know. I think, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> well, it's just like don't believe the mainstream media um, has much mm. more to do with uh, Adam Elliott's infamous hog than his um, mm. alleged... Just a mind of its own, clearly. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's got it a malevolence out. to it. <laughs> Adam Elliott's malevolent cock. Well, this page is surely called Harry Potter and Adam Elliott's malevolent cock. <laughs> and I do have one more very quick bit of NRL news. It's another update. Mm, please. And this one's just about um, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the Daily Telegraph's list of the hottest players in the NRL um, oh, yeah. expert panel <laughs> consisting of uh, sure. people yeah. from reality TV. So, you know, I'm, I think I know what you're going to talk about here. Well, the winner was Joseph Manu. Um, my update mm. is he's no longer <laughs> the most attractive man in the NRL no. after Latrell Mitchell, Mitchell decided to just fucking completely cave in his head. Yeah. Um, Latrell obviously wasn't happy. I think he might not have done so well in that initial kind of, you know, um, roundup of the hottest players in the NRL. And he said, well, I'll, well, that's it. I'm going for the king. I'm taking him out. <laughs> this is why these lists are so dangerous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> People do anything to, to climb that ladder. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that's that's really... Oh, check out, Poor uh, Joey. Obviously, check out the... Uh, Shocking footage of that Assault, injury. I think call that, yeah. <laughs> hey, just talking about um, cucks before reminds me. I've actually been sitting on a uh, a little cuck nundrum of my own for <laughs> weeks now, and I, I've only just been reminded of it now. And I was hoping maybe right. you guys could help me out. Oh, you come to the right place. Um, I guess so. Yeah. Okay, so one of my friends, Nathan, you'll probably be able to... Andrew, you as well probably be able to guess pretty quickly who this is about. Um, okay. Is it Ron Weasley again? <laughs> I'll yeah, bet it is. It might, might be Ron Weasley. Um, <laughs> messaged me really excitedly being like, dude, 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 you're not going to believe it. I was like, oh, what happened? What happened? He's like, dude, <laughs> I just cucked some guy. And what? I was like... <laughs> Excuse me. Is this the same Ron Weasley from last week? <laughs> no, different, oh, no, different be, Ron Weasley. Be, Sorry. Um, <laughs> I go, wait, what do you mean? Like, this is um, at this point, Sydney was in lockdown. I was like, oh, what? He's like, oh no, dude, it's really weird. I like, I like cyber cucked him, and I was like, okay, just slow down. Like, what? <laughs> what's happened? What is this? So he's like, oh, there's this, there's this girl I, I used to um, see for a bit, and then she started dating some guy, and then just you know, randomly, she just added me on Instagram. So I shot her a message. I was like, oh, hey, like, what's up? Is your boyfriend out of the picture? And she's like, no, 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 he's still here. And he's like, oh, so, so what's the deal? Why are you like messaging me? And she goes, oh, um, my, my boyfriend doesn't mind. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, no, like he kind of likes it. And he's like, uh, what? And, then, and so then immediately she just started sending him nudes and then they started like sexting like Ron Weasley. He was like sending shit back, and then he <laughs> he finished, and then he was like talking to her afterwards. He's like, "Oh, like cool, but like what? Like, like I, I don't really understand." And she's like, "Yeah, well, he likes knowing that like he's got the girl, 
and that other people I, I, I'm the one are attracted to. Yeah, so like I'm the one that's like you're, you're like you're fucking getting yourself off to my girlfriend, and then so yeah, I thought, but she's mine, kind of thing. Like yeah, but I thought is the cuck because he's getting himself off, and she's just there like sending nudes, but he's the one that actually is going <laughs> out with her. Is it a reverse cuck situation? It's interesting. It's certainly a strange situation. <laughs> I feel like what, what's gone wrong here is that has tried to impose the sort of cuck paradigm on a set of circumstances where it simply doesn't apply. Yeah, I think that's right. So by coming in red hot, um, <laughs> boasting about placing the cuckold's horn on <laughs> this, poor, this poor young man, he's actually... Um, to use more Shakespearean language for some reason, he's the knave in this story. <laughs> Interesting. So I think what we've got here is not a case of cuck and cucky at all. I think it's a case of your classic misunderstanding. Right. Well, uh. I, you know what? When I. Ha- when I brought this story up I didn't think we'd be getting A Shakespearean reading Of the, of the <laughs> stories <laughs> Well it's a tragic tale In many oh, ways It's right? as old as time um, Oh that's rock That's uh, yeah I don't ooh. <laughs> I have to say I wonder I, I did wonder last week After reading You told the story Let's not get back into it About <laughs> the, 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 the Let's just call it The, the case of mistaken identity About <laughs> yeah. Will I Am Um and now telling this story, I mean, this one actually ended up not being so kind of immoral. I was expecting it would end up a lot worse than that when you said that it had a, had a story of one of your friends gleefully telling you he'd cucked someone. <laughs> but, um, but I do, I wonder what the Potiphar's must think of us if this is what our friends are like. <laughs> it, it doesn't paint us in the, in the best light, I must admit. No, but it probably, like, I can't imagine they have the highest opinion of us anyway after 130 weeks. No, but the thing that happened last week was pretty awful. I mean, that was pre- really not okay in any way, shape or form. And I think we maybe didn't spend enough time kind of denouncing that behavior. <laughs> no, I'd just bad. like to now I'd say that was bad. very fucked. Okay, good, good, good. So, anyone wondering, did we think that that story last week was okay? No, we do not. We think it's wrong, bad, and should be, um, well, you know, Ron should be ashamed of himself. <laughs> <laughs> Though I fear he's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I've got one more thing, actually, just before we get to the page. Sure. Um, because it is nothing. Um, I just saw today that, uh, you know, we've, we've discussed The Voice before on this podcast. Um, I don't think we've ever watched it, but we just know that that Rita Ora person's on there and she's apparently from Albania and we think that she might be a deep fake. But anyway, um, on that show, that, that would mean anything to anyone that hasn't heard that episode before, but that's <laughs> I all right. I our new listeners everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually a, a uh, singer on The Voice this year called Penelope Pettigrew. No, there really? is not. There is. And is Anything she there? a rat? Is she a literal rat? <laughs> Didn't look like a rat, but With I mean. The voice of an angel. <laughs> <laughs> 
Maybe that's why the, that's why the voice was the perfect show for her because when she went on Australian Idol, they're like, "No, she's a rat. I don't want to. We're not having a rat." It says clearly in the terms and conditions, humans only. Yeah, no rats. But with their allowed. backs turned, you know, um, you know, Keith Urban, he hears that, that as you say, that, that incredible voice, uh, and and then you know, he hits the button, turns around, and goes, "What? It's a, it's a rat. rat? It's too it's late, Keith. This is very much a ratatouille kind of um, scenario. It is." I guess in that there's a rat involved <laughs> in that there's a rat with a surprising talent. Um, <clears throat> there you go. Well, that's all I had there. But uh, very. That, I tell you what, though, that name is name. very pleasing to the ear. Penelope Pettigrew. Yeah, I trust her implicitly, well, which I guess was Ron's problem with the rats. If that's <laughs> the problem with the Pettigrew name. They suck you in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. I mean, he didn't know it was Peter Pettigrew, so I don't think the name had too much of an impact. But yeah, sure. Let's move on to the page. That's something we've never said before. Page 100 and Fergie. Oh, what happened? Oh, that's right. We're on to, uh, we're on to oh, a new, new chapter. chapter. New chapter. chapter. Very exciting times for all. Um, at the end of page 129... They had escaped the three-headed dog rather quickly, if I recall correctly. Just sort of whisked straight mm. past the dog. Um, blink and you miss it. Yeah, blink and you miss it kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, these are the final lines of page of uh, chapter nine. Uh, what had Hagrid said? Gringotts was the safest place in the world for something you wanted to hide, except perhaps Hogwarts. Oh, who said that? Hagrid said that. Which doesn't sound... Wait, but who's saying that now? Hagrid had Hagrid's said... Hagrid's not there, is he? <laughs> no, so Hagrid, Harry's pondering. He's like... The oh, so dog it's was, Harry's internal monologue. Yeah, sorry. The, the dog was guarding something. What had Hagrid said? Gringotts was the safest place in the world for something you'd wanted to hide, except perhaps Hogwarts. Which I don't know about that, because there's heaps of school kids. Can you remind me why they think that they're hiding something just because they saw a dog? I can't remember. See, that's another very sort of tenuous thing in the book is that there's a lot of just like, it doesn't really explain the reasoning how the kids could suddenly understand that the dog's hiding something. It just very much just mm. pushes that along, which is nice they, to they see. Sound, it sounds like incredible powers of deduction if Harry's managed to see a dog and link that somehow to what we know as the, as the reader uh, is the, the Philosopher's Stone, which was at Gringotts and that is now hidden underneath that dome. I mean, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, the only clue they had was Hermione, who for some... You, you could almost say it's it's a bit contrived. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, they just sort of... She just sort of skips over that part, which like she's just saying, hey, reader, dear reader... The guys know that the dog's hiding something. And I, I won't explain to you how they figured that out, but let's just take it as read as Harry and the guys and Hermione now know that the dog is hiding something. Okay, got it. Chapter 10, Halloween. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> You're right, Nath? I'm trying, I've been trying to get the bloody page up this whole time. <laughs> Why do you do that? People keep <laughs> crashing. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm giving I've up. I thought I was going to, you know, start this chapter with a little bit of actual intent and preparation, but forget it. <laughs> Never no trying that, that again. No. Don't worry. Reading's got us. Reading's yeah. got us. <laughs> right, chapter 10, Halloween. 
Malfoy couldn't believe his eyes when he saw that Harry and Ron were still at Hogwarts the next day, looking tired but perfectly cheerful. Indeed, by the next morning, Harry and Ron thought that meeting the three-headed dog had been an excellent adventure, and they were quite keen to have another one. In the meantime, Harry filled Ron in about the package that seemed to have been moved from Gringotts to Hogwarts. Again, so I don't know how they've... they've so, but I don't know how, how he's figured that out, why he's thinking about he's it. smart. He's fucking smart. He's very smart. And they spent a lot of time wondering what could possibly need such heavy protection. This is a oh truly incredible powers of deduction. <laughs> yeah. They've Just seen the a dog and they've figured this out all out. They know, I mean, they know so little about this world and yet they've been able to piece <laughs> this together. It's quite incredible. He's turned around because Harry famously not particularly perceptive throughout any stage of the book. Well, famously, he thought that some wind had carried him onto the top of a building <laughs> once. So, I mean, he's a, he's a clever little chap. It's either really valuable or really dangerous, said Ron, or both, said Harry. But as they all knew for sure about the mysterious object, all they knew for sure was that it was about... Wait, what? But, but as all they knew for sure about the mysterious object was that it was about two inches long. They didn't have... <laughs> now that is poorly written. What? <laughs> but as they all knew for sure... I'm reading this word for word. Okay. But as they all knew for sure about the mysterious object was that it was about two inches long. <laughs> okay. I not only don't understand what she means, <laughs> that is not English. But That's clearly they- <laughs> not. <laughs> I'll go again. Okay. But as all they knew for sure about the mysterious object was that it was about two inches <laughs> was long. Was that it was about... Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy bad. I mean, why, I don't, why do they know that? Anyway? I don't know how they know that. That's, that's also not How made clear. How they possibly know that it was two inches long? Is this because Hagrid was holding it or something? They saw Hagrid with it? But how Someone must have seen it. But okay. why would they need to hide that but in a trap door? Why do they know Hagrid? That I cannot there? answer. How could they possibly know Hagrid? How could they there? place Hagrid at the scene of the crime in the first <laughs> place? Yeah, how, why is Hagrid implicated in this? This is such a typical example of like, you know, just this kind of assumed recidivism that, that, that is so prevalent in our society where if, one, you know, somebody offends once, they make one mistake in their life, then they're forever an offender. They're forever a criminal. They can never really rebuild themselves. And this is a typical example of this. Hagrid made one mistake when he was at Hogwarts and forever he's going to be tarnished. He's going to be the first suspect anytime something dodgy goes on. I mean, it disgusts me. Well, it's the, it's the whole cycle of the, the prism system, incarceration, private prisons. Oh, it's all it's all Absolutely. This. The... the the prison industrial complex in the magical world is 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 fuck it, it's a problem and Hagrid is the you know the kind of first person uh, that we've come across that's but I'm sure he won't be the only one I mean we're not far away from Sirius Black need I remind you Sirius Black he spent some time in a prison I think and all mm-hmm. because he was a black <laughs> yeah that's the other, that's the thing well so clearly JK is trying to make some points about the you know as you say the, the prison industrial complex on um, stereotypes um, you know increased incarceration of black communities so it's um, yeah. yeah she's trying to say like yes in principle we're all equal before the law but in practice they're not, not. so much <laughs> That probably is her wow. position, though, actually. That probably is exactly her position. <laughs> as well articulated as she could put it. Yeah, I reckon we've actually pro- we've probably articulated better than, um, than she could ever dream to. <laughs> well, take that m- most recent sentence, for example. 
I, let me start again. But as they all, but as all they knew for sure <laughs> about the mysterious object was that it was about two inches long. They didn't have much chance of guessing what it was without further clues. I don't, <laughs> Without further clues, why is it a detective novel all of a sudden? <laughs> and where are that they getting sentence, any of these clues dude. from? The two inches, Hagrid, like none of this is made clear. It's like it's like typical kind of schizophrenia where you're just like, what's it called? Where you have these delusions of significance where yes. you think that mm. things are way more important than they are, but, but there's no actual meaning to any of it. You, you find these connections, these spurious connections. I'm worried that... that you know, maybe when Hag- uh, Harry came down from his broom accident, which I can barely remember, he's actually knocked his head and had some sort of, you know, traumatic brain injury, which has sparked a, a uh, what's it called when you have like a collective, um, collective delusions? Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I feel like that might be going on. <clears throat> Just a theory. Very possible. Very possible. Neither Neville, 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 neither Neville nor, neither Neville nor Hermione, neither... Ne- <laughs> Neither Neville nor Hermione. I don't know how I get the <laughs> the sort of intonation right there. Neither there Neville, neither Neville nor Hermione showed the slightest interest in what lay underneath the dog and the trap door. Or Neville. Oh, okay, so Neville. Neville. Because I've got some fucking sense. So that's yeah, good. this goes to Andrew's theory even more. Harry's just completely yeah. paranoid and connecting yeah. dots where they simply do not <clears throat> exist any link. And Ron has the kind of you know Ron because he's infatuated with Harry. He's a bit of a superstar. He's kind of starstruck by him. He's just taking it all on. You know, there's a, there's a there's a famous kind of cognitive bias where if people in positions of power, people that you look up to, um, hold certain views. Yeah, whether, the you know whether authority or not. bias. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. The, the authority bias. And exactly right. For a detective I worry if as skilled as Harry Potter, who's very much the fucking Sherlock Holmes <laughs> in this tale, of course, exactly. Ron's now assumed the role of Watson. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, this uh, is what this is what Harry Potter's you know famously referred to as. It's it, it's it's a, it's a modern retelling of the Sherlock Holmes. Well, it is. I mean, it's the three-headed hound of the Baskervilles. <laughs> yeah, the hound of the Baskervilles. Exactly. <laughs> oh, very good. Very good. <clears throat> All they really wanted now was a way of getting back at Malfoy, and to their great delight, just such a thing arrived. Just such. I'm not going to get stuck on her. I'm not. We can't. We simply will be here all day. Ridden, just tidy it up in your. Just edit as you go. I mean, sure, like, this sure. is just infuriating. If you don't mind. As the owls flooded into the great hall as usual, everyone's attention was caught at once by one long, thin package. Oh, carried it by six large screech owls. Don't know what a screech owl is. Is that assumed knowledge? A screech owl. Oh, is everyone, are the children that read this book meant to know what a, a screech, screech owl, owl is? <laughs> <laughs> Harry was just as interested as everyone else to see what was in the large parcel and was amazed with your classic sort of Adam Elliott situation and was amazed when the owl <laughs> soared down and dropped it right in front of him, knocking his bacon to the floor. They had hardly flooded out of the way when another owl dropped a letter on top of the parcel. So Harry now has is in possession of a long thin package. This long thin package is going to help them get revenge on Malfoy. That's all we know. Those are the only clues we have at this point. <laughs> but all signs do point towards yet another cucking story. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Even at this nascent stage. All roads lead to cuckoldry. In Hogwarts. <laughs> oh, very, uh, all very worrying. Worrying signs. I feel like this is going to be a Halloween to remember for young Draco. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's the end of the page, fellas. That's the end of page one, Fergie. Next week, the good thing is that um, we've got now 10 weeks of being able to say things like one Fergie, one Fergie one, one Fergie two, etc. That's going to get real old real fast. (laughs) (laughs) It's already, I'm already very sick of it. Um, So last week we had a new segment uh, called Crack Potter Theories, I think, uh, where, and we did have some feedback actually from the Potterfiles during the week saying that Nathan, your idea about how the, the different vaccines actually represented, well, actually, can you explain it? <laughs> I just realized that I don't In understand. In a nutshell, Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca, these aren't vaccines, they're planets. <laughs> Whichever <laughs> jab right. you get, that's the planet you go to after the earth is evacuated. Hmm. And I'm terribly Real. sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, real crazy shit. Well, I did have a bit of a crackpot of theory I wanted to, to, to put to you guys. Uh, I, I have spoken in the past about... Oh, I can't really be bothered getting back into it, but how it should be illegal to be strong unless you're a rugby league player. Um, and, and this kind of is relevant to that. Um, I guess it's another pro-small people theory. Um, and Nathan, you being a small person, I thought you could potentially you know, oh, help yeah. out with this Sounds one. like I'm going to throw pre- my whole tiny weight behind this one. <laughs> I think they prefer little person now, Andrew. <laughs> My apologies. He didn't say uh, midget. <laughs> no one said midget. My point, uh, my, my thing is, right, I've, I've always thought that being small, there are probably some benefits to it, right? Like, so, for example, you, you don't eat as big a meal. Um, you can potentially do some of your shopping in the kids section. So, you can save a bit of money on, on both of those things, right? You don't have to worry about getting laid all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> you right. You hobbies instead. <laughs> Yeah, lots of interests. <laughs> well, my, my, my crackpot of theory is that the benefits of being small are actually transmissible. And actually, if you can surround yourself with small people, you don't actually have to be a small person yourself. You yourself will feel like a wealthy person. And my thinking here... What? <laughs> wait, sorry, what? Okay. Well, just remember, Eden, this is a crackpot of theory. Can you, can you wait? Just, can you say that last sentence again? I can. So essentially, if you, as a, as a, as a normal sized person or a small person, doesn't really matter what size you are, you will feel like a wealthy person if you surround yourself with small individuals. And you're, so you're talking wealth. I'll feel wealthy, like money wise and stuff, if yeah. I have a gaggle of tiny friends, uh, like uh, all, all, all naked. Yes. <clears throat> Well, let, let me explain. So, my, my girlfriend is quite a small person. She's not tall. And um, I was thinking because we've been in lockdown for so long. Um, our apartment is, is, I think, by most, you know, most measures, not very big. It's only a one bedroom. But because most of the time in my field of vision, my small partner, Emma, is, the place looks bigger. <laughs> so, even my, like, even my... So I was thinking, like, if I was if I was here with like some massive hulking man, then this place would feel like a prison. But it just looks so airy, and here's my TV looks <laughs> enormous. You know what I mean? You've touched Thoughts? on something here, Andrew. But if I could extrapolate even further, yeah, I think in the future, what we're actually going to see is a f- you, we're going to s- flip the paradigm of what's attractive, because oh, in, yes. when the world's completely overrun, the o- overpopulation, no one can bloody move. There's not enough food to go around already. Yeah, absolutely. Suddenly, it makes sense. Yeah, it Nathan, makes a lot of sense. You're not unattractive and sexless. You're just before your time. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was going to be a compliment and, until you finished it. Um, <clears throat> okay, so it doesn't seem... <laughs> 
Sim, not 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 a round of applause like I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> but so let me the, the the crux of your theory is that if you're small, things seem bigger. Thus, no, not if you're small. If you're surrounded by small people. Because if you're small, you don't see yourself. Like, you don't actually get all the benefits of that. But by seeing a small person, like, in your field of view, everything looks relatively bigger. I think it's just self-evident, actually. I don't even think it's a theory. I think this is just obviously true. Okay, no one's got anything to say about that. <laughs> I'm, th- I'm trying to I think. I think Andrew's succumbed to cabin fever. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, he thinks he's... It's, oh. it's actually Andrew with the delusions of grandeur or whatever. I don't have delusions like of grandeur. Of- King in his one bedroom apartment that you know <laughs> that everyone lives in, <laughs> walking around thinking he's some sort of like king of a castle. I thought that crackpotter theories was a was a safe space, but anyway, safe space <laughs> after what I just went through. Crackpotter theories. <laughs> I think crackpotter theories should be a safe place where we feel comfortable enough to say whatever stupid bullshit. Pops in our head And um, you know There is an argument That that shouldn't be broadcast Necessarily <laughs> But I say I, no I, I regret say saying all of it I um, regret saying all of that um, <sighs> I liked it It's just a theory Okay I I know at the start of the pod I said I'm bringing you the worst thing ever But I, I, I literally I, I can't Impress upon you enough How much what I'm about to say is not anything. It's not. Doesn't even approach the smallest thing at all. It's just. What is this podcast? I hate to interrupt you when you, <laughs> you know, got your flow going, but it's just literally us showing up, you know, each week to market with just a, a sack of shit and just throwing it on the table and saying, "Look, I can't, I can't stress enough how bad <laughs> this turd is, how much of a turd this is." But here it is. Uh, that's pretty much what we do every week. I, I don't understand why anyone would listen to this. <laughs> okay, this, <laughs> that's a great, very good point. Good way to preface what's about to come. Um, mm. This game is called Black? Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. This could... I mean... Okay. And it's not a game... It's just an article. Okay, so I, I'll, I'll show my work. Because you did say this game is called Black Series. <laughs> no, no, so it's not a game, is it? It's not a game. All it is, though, it's an article. Um, and it's called, titled, Celebrities You Probably Didn't Know Were Black. And I would like to put some of these to you because I was, I've got to say, I was surprised that a number of these made the list. As in you're saying it's actually very obvious that these people are black. Well, you, you've been the judge. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Barack Obama. <laughs> Number one. Champion golfer Tiger Woods. <laughs> so, so did did you know he was black? I don't I don't know what to say to that. I mean like what? Who what, okay, tell me where this article's from. Where it's did on, you find this? It's on TV one dot TV. It's a gallery. <laughs> okay. Uh, number Tiger two Woods. Um <clears throat> famous African American basketball player. Carmelo Anthony. What? <laughs> I'm not kidding. What? Carmelo what? Is there anything written underneath it? Carmelo Anthony's mother is African American and his father is Puerto Rican. Yeah, he looks it. He yeah, looks that's exactly what he <laughs> exactly looks like he would be. <laughs> Tiger Woods is, has a bit of Asian in him, right? Yes, I, I think, think so. Yeah, I think so. But clearly black. But still, <laughs> but still I mean, 
correct. Odds on favourite oh, is the man I- Immaterial to this discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was just a bit of <laughs> interesting information, I thought. But Milkshake singer, Khalees. Didn't know she was anything other than black. Is she not 100% black? <laughs> She's apparently again. Mum is Puerto Rican. Okay. But they have like... Aren't there black people in Puerto Rico as well? I mean, I don't want to appear yeah, kind of yeah, foolish, yeah. but could she not be like black Puerto Rican and then just black as well? Like, yeah. what? <laughs> okay, let's These continue. All, all good points. Um, and finally, and this one is surprising, Fallout Boy bass player Pete Wentz. Uh, yeah, I actually did know that. But, Do you uh, want to read the... Uh, here we go. The Fallout Boy frontman and Ashley Simpson's baby daddy is someone that we were almost positive didn't have any African-American descent, but we stand corrected. Pete has a... (laughs) Why were you hypothesizing about that? (laughs) Why were you speculating? This sounds a lot like the royal family speculating as to what shade fucking Megan Michael's kid will come. They're the only kind of people that would find this article in any way, like, interesting. People who sit around and wonder who may or may not be black. (laughs) Jesus. In next week's episode, we're going to provide everyone with their own phrenology kit. (laughs) Pete has a Jamaican grandfather. Full stop. (laughs) Didn't see that one coming. Exclamation mark. That's racist. That's just racist. (laughs) It only would have been more racist if they said, didn't see that one coming, man. (laughs) Oh, wait, one more. I didn't see this one before. Oh the Victoria's God. Secret, uh, Adriana Lima. This Victoria's Secret angel is known for her seductively sexy and exotic look. We didn't know that she was known for being African, West Indian, and a bit Japanese. <laughs> a look She's that we known all for that. drool over. <laughs> drool over? Yuck. Uh, uh, that's the end of... When did that um, get published out of interest? When? when, when? Uh, mm. December 17, 2013. Okay. Yikes. <clears throat> well, it turns um, out there is worse content out there in the world than this <laughs> podcast. So, that's good to know. That's actually given me a bit of a like a confidence boost heading into the Orders of Phoenix. I don't know Wonderful. how these things come across your desk exactly, Reardon. But I've got <laughs> a sneaking suspicion and I pray that I'm wrong. You wanted to make a game around a pun about black seriously. <laughs> and so you typed something into Google, celebrities who you might not think of. Surprising black, black people. <laughs> and sure enough, that article popped up. Seems like a very odd thing for an article from 2013 about Adriana <laughs> Lima. I've never seen an article like that. <laughs> yeah, no, me neither. Yeah, about you don't have okay. to. You don't have to answer that. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, let, let, let's let the potterfiles at home make up their own mind about how you came across that article. Well, that's that's the that's the end of the the game. <laughs> great game. Great game. Great game. <laughs> Can we do what that every week? Game that was. <laughs> orders of the Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, orders of the Phoenix. Um, what do we do? <laughs> Word of the week. Dumby, Dumby, Dumbledore's grumpy. Weasley, Weasley, come on and squeeze me. I don't care about anyone but Snape. Word of the week, dude. Three, two, one. For delicious. Good. Um, yep. Another one under uh, our belt. Rate um, it. We've got to rate, rate the page. page. <clears throat> what is out of one, Fergie? Um, yeah. 
Can we give it bad. Ferg, Ferg, Twin? 13 Fergie 32? <laughs> <laughs> In honour of Lubemobile? Um, yeah. I was going to say, yep. um, what about 20 Tattoo? Oh, wait, it's Taboo. I keep saying that. Doesn't matter. Who cares? I mean, wouldn't have I been mean, funny wouldn't have even anyway. if it was correct. Yep, yep, yep. 20... So we're going with 20 Taboo out of... Um, <laughs> Dungeon Fergie, that's good. Uh, wow. Name for Jesus. the page I think we had, but I can't remember it. Oh, yeah, it was it's Harry Potter and... Um, oh, fuck. It's Adam, Adam Elliot's, Elliot's Malevolent Cock or something? That's Adam Elliot's Malevolent Hog. <laughs> yep. Hog, yeah. Yep, yep, Is yep, anyone... Yep. Okay, sorry. <coughs> Is anyone else getting massive deja vu from that page name? <laughs> you reckon we've already had one called I that have before? a very... Just We're gonna have to ask right Lynn. at the back of the brain. I think there might have been something with the phrase malevolent hog. <laughs> if that's true. Mental. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I suppose it's like, you know, the you know, if you had infinite monkeys in a room with infinite typewriters <laughs> or whatever, eventually <laughs> you will say Adam Elliott's malevolent hog twice. <laughs> Um, um, Dumbledore's. Well, that's never stopped we us had. before, so keep that. <clears throat> Dumbledore's. What were they again? Uh, we had Dumbledore's. Sorry, Dumbledore's. Many um, different boycotts of French industry. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think yeah. we still need a Dumbledore, though. Dumbledore, your own independent research about the great nation of Kazakhstan and its rich history. Don't just yeah. do the. Don't rely on Borat. That's that's old. Um, it's a cheap joke And some of it's not even 100% accurate um, <laughs> uh, Do you have any any favourite yeah, Kazakhstani documentaries? We'll be posting a list of my <laughs> top 10 yeah, we don't, I don't right, have to out of time Sure, sure Hey, well, now we're just doing what Frenchie did Stop that We're making fun <laughs> of Kazakhstan now Kind of <laughs> Alright, thanks for listening everyone Follow us on Instagram um, yeah. We're into the dirty Fergies So there's going to be some fucking good pages coming up Actually, I know this is a bit of a strange time to point this out But I just realised I turned 30 on the weekend So you I'm into Fergie? my dirty Fergies I just turned Fergie <laughs> And so it's a privilege to be doing the dirty one Fergies with you uh, I, I got to ask very quickly Does it feel um, A lot more embarrassing Doing this mm. podcast In your 30s Because mm. I've kind of Quietly 30s. been dreading that For most of the year Yeah look I don't want to talk about it I think <laughs> it's probably For the best That we uh, I don't think we've got time To unpack all of that Obviously it's deeply shameful And uh, yeah It does hurt a little bit more I think it's a bit I think it's embarrassing Doing it in your 30s But once we hit 40 It's cool again <laughs> I don't oh, think we, we better I hope cannot, so I cannot imagine anything more shameful than still doing this in my 40s, having done this for 13 <gasps> years. Guys, I just had a thought. You know how parents will often, you know, start a family business and, and, and build a tradition and a legacy that they want their kids to carry on? Do you reckon we'll do the same with this podcast for our kids? Maybe one day our kids can take up the mantle of this podcast. Really? Each of our I like to think one day our kids will live in a world where Harry Potter's not even remotely popular mm. and is completely out of, you know, pop culture forever. And um, I pray that they never have to go through anything like this. Well, and the idea that if we're still doing this podcast, the idea that our children would have even, you know, 
like the slightest amount of respect for us. Mm. Uh, so much respect that they would con- con- you know consider you know carrying the flag, carrying on the baton from us. I think that the odds of that are so low that that I'm going to have to say no. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that's unlikely. That that makes sense. Bye everyone. <laughs>